Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game. See if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 225. I'm your host, but not your only host. With me today, as always, is the mighty and comparable Henry Pepper. Hi, Henry. Hi. Henry's back. We are happy that you're here. It's kind of a rainy, cold day as we're recording today. So, hopefully, uh, we're staying inside. Uh, Not because of that, but for other obvious reasons. And hopefully you are doing so as well. How you been, Henry? Good. What's new? I saw another picture. Henry sold another picture. Yeah. So he drew a uh, COVID-19-inspired picture with a nice message for everybody. A little reminder to everybody what we should be doing right now. And we sold one already. It is up on the Instagram if you want to go check it out, along with the other photos, the other uh, prints that have already been there. And if you are interested, send us an email at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Let us know which one you like, and uh, we will let you know the details. And I decided that from um, 50 cent of all the profit from now, from starting now, 50% of all the profit that I get from Selling my pictures would go to Coronavirus Recovery Response Foundation. Yeah, so Henry has looked into, um, uh, is it a specific charity that you're looking at, or just we're going to find one? I found one on, I think it was a World Health Organization. Yeah, so we're going to look at that. That's probably who the profits are going to go to, or at least some Corona uh, support charity. Uh, so if you buy now, half of what Henry makes from those prints uh, is going to go to that uh, go to charity. So keep that in mind if that's uh, an encouragement for you to, to pick up some nice prints. Let's see. We did get some feedback to last week's episode, Beam Rider. Ferg from the Atari 2600 Dan by Dan podcast, hi Ferg, commented they thought the game was hard as hell as you go, but yes, a really fun game. At 8-Bit Rocket... On Twitter, of course, Jeff Fulton from uh, Into the Vertical Blank also agreed that it's a solid game, a well-made game, he said. Their enthusiasm made me feel bad because I feel like Henry and I were sort of meh about the game last week. You know, to be clear, I don't dislike the game, and maybe if we played it a little bit more, we'd be more excited about it. Certainly, I appreciate what they were trying to do. Uh, Jeff added that it's a technical marvel. Fun factor is up to the individual. 5200 and and, uh, AB... A, uh, A8, rather, versions are great. As I've mentioned many times, I have a 5200 right now. It is in some distress. My working 5200 is only working in the strictly technical sense. Uh, so it needs lots of TLC, which I don't necessarily have the skills to provide right now. But I'm looking into what I may need to do and how exactly I'm going to do that. So the 5200 is not totally operational right now. Thanks again to Jeff for sending me all the games uh, that I can play on it once I get it working. Wait, uh, you, your brother Jeff? <laughs> no, not my brother Jeff. I have a brother Jeff. Uh, Jeff Fulton from uh, Into the Vertical Blank. He sent, he's sent that box of games that I got the other day. And he's the one that bought your uh, COVID-19 print. Mm. So uh, I will, of course, keep you updated as uh, things progress, but I've got a couple other things i got to work on right now. Um, I'm trying to get another short story collection. I don't know if I'm saying this for the first time, but I've got another short story collection coming out this spring. Uh, Henry and I still have the graphic novel to work on. Yeah. 
I've also got a couple other things that I'm trying to get done that actually have deadlines. So uh, I'm working on that. But the 5200 repair is on the list of things to do. Um, so thanks, guys. Uh, Jeff Fulton and uh, Ferd for uh, commenting on the Twitter. Of course, all you guys can be following at Atari Bytes on Twitter as well and offering your comments. All the other ways you can contact the show will be provided at the end of the episode. Is there anything we need to chat about before we get into this week's game, Henry? No. No? Henry, as we're playing, is playing a whole other game on his phone. Do you want to tell everybody what you're playing? I'm playing Bowmania on FRVR.com. Give, give me that again. What's it called? Bowmania. Bow? Like with a B? B-O-W. Bowmania? Yeah. Like bow and arrow? Yeah. So what do you do in the game? I'm guessing it has to do with a bow and arrow. I drag back, <coughs> back the string from bow and arrow with the arrow on it. And I let go, and I try to hit the target. Cool. How's it going? Mm-hmm. My top score is 14. Is that is that good? Yeah. It's harder right. than you think. I believe you. I've never played it. While you're doing that, I'm just going to enjoy some of my uh, cream soda Dr. Pepper. I already had two opens. Yeah. So, Dr. Pepper, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, um, we're not going to say no. anybody to sponsor your podcast. I kind of do. I'm sort of a... Uh, um, uh, I'll take all comers, really. Mm-hmm. Well, because we never had a sponsor. <laughs> and you want one because you feel left out. Yeah, uh, yeah. see? My kid has, my kid feels bad for his old man because his old man feels left no, out. I'm saying what you feel like. I know. So doesn't mean I feel bad for you. <laughs> Ouch, dude. I feel like I... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I could get a sponsor if I had a podcast... If I was a podcaster and a YouTuber, I'd get a sponsor on both of them. Well, here, everybody. Henry is a co-host on this podcast, so if you want to sponsor him by sponsoring this podcast, you could do that. Can, I, you, can you get a sponsor for your business? Um, sure. Yeah, I'm going to get that. <laughs> I, do, I should make a podcast, and we should race to see who gets sponsored first. We're going to have a race to see yeah. who gets a sponsor first? Yeah, I'm going to make a podcast. You're going to make a podcast. We'll have to talk about that. All right. And it's going to be about what whatever I want it to be about. Well, that's pretty much a podcast. All right. Well, while Henry's working on, apparently, his new podcast, which we'll have to be discussing. No, I'm still playing the game. We, we will move on to this week's game. This week's game is... Championship Soccer. From we a, already played it. Yeah, so here's the thing. This is the Atari 1980 game. So last week when but I said... rules don't apply to us, so we played it on this flashback. Yeah, so last week when I said, what are we playing next week? I said, huh, according to flashback, we're playing Champ Soccer. I'm not entirely sure what that is. But oh well, we'll see what it is. Now, of course, it's just Championship Soccer, right? It's just the label on the uh, list... On flashback, just said Champ Soccer. At that, that exact moment, it did not occur to me that, duh, obviously, it's just Championship Soccer, which in turn became Pele Soccer. Uh, most of you probably know that already. Pele Soccer proper, we talked about on the podcast already, way back in episode 198. Episode, yeah, 198. Um, I don't remember if Henry was there for that one or not. I was. So. Because we, yeah, we had the discussion that you... About who who Pele was. Yeah. 
So you could probably make the argument that why would we be playing championship soccer if we've already done it just under the name Pele Soccer? Well, mostly because it would bug me to not have uh, to having not it's, done. It's it's the same game with just different names, so we have to do it. Yeah. So if Vittorio only made one game, <laughs> if Vittorio only made one game, but then made diff- but then made the same game again and again, but with, di- but with different games, different he would, names, he would still do it. I kind of would, because that's just kind of my personality. Plus, and keep in mind, this podcast is largely a storytelling podcast, and I can get inspiration for a different story from the same game. So that's what's going on here. We're going to go ahead with it. I won't bore you with facts about Pele, of course, because we already did that in the other episode. So what is championship soccer? Well, pretty obviously, it's what it says right there on the box. It's a soccer game, right? You have two teams. I think in the manual, they talked about it being the blue team and the red team. On our TV, it looks more like a blue and an orange team. It's a thick manual, man, mostly because there's this huge matrix. Uh, There's like 54 possible games. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing the Matrix scene where we dodged all the bullets. <laughs> That's impressive because you've never even seen the Matrix. I've seen the commercials and the edits from the YouTube videos on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Henry was channeling his inner Keanu Reeves and doing the iconic scene from the Matrix. Isn't that the guy from the other show? He's been in lots of things. So, I'm not really going to go through the rules too much. Um, you have one-player games that are like... Games 1 through 27 are all two-player games, actually. And then 28 through 54 are all uh, one-player games. 53 is hard. You can mess around with the settings for difficulties, the different number of games. Basically, it seems like the higher number, the faster the players move. Um, There's some things with, like, uh, kicks and strategy and stuff like that. But it's pretty intuitive as far as what you're actually doing. Right, you're moving your characters down the, your players down the field, and you use and the you button to kick the ball. You can only you you move your you literally move your players down the field all at once. Yeah, so there's three players on each team, but they move as one, like in a foosball game. It makes it hard because it's like they're connecting, and whenever you, and whenever one one player hits the edge, you can't move your players. You have to move. You have to move all your players. Yeah, so that's one of the limitations of the game. The other limitation is that you can't kick the ball very far. They're pretty short kicks, and that's a little frustrating sometimes. The field itself basically looks like a soccer field. It's a green field. you got goals on either end. It's a little odd that the goalie is inside the goal, but I guess it's not that big a deal. Henry didn't like that every time a goal is scored, there are fireworks that go off. Because it's rubbing in your face that you're losing. Yeah, but what if you're the one who got the goal? Well, that's different. <laughs> if, I you, said, if, you're I the, said, if you're the rubber, that's totally different than being the rubby, right? I said that when after I was losing because I was playing over 53 because I didn't know that there were different difficulties. Yeah. All right, I get it. I'm sure I must have mentioned this in the Pele soccer episode but it was originally called championship soccer it, it looks like it was, that was the original name it became pele soccer and then when it got re-released later they went back to calling it championship soccer because they didn't want to use pele's likeness and name 
due to those pesky copyright issues. The Classic Game Room Wiki has some comments about Championship Soccer, noting that it's pretty clunky but fun for a while. This reviewer liked the fireworks, uh, and he actually recommends the game as being one to check out. The Archive.org review of Championship Soccer complains that the players don't look much like soccer players, but the game is enjoyable. It's kind of like the old handheld LCD games. Henry, you're too old to know what those are. What are Too young, rather. That handheld game over there that we picked up at a flea market that you played a couple of times. Oh, the one with, like, Dr. Mario. No, that's a Game Boy. That's that's an original Game Boy. But I meant the other, the, the handheld football one. I don't know that you ever played it that much. Is it, was it basketball? Yeah. That's an LCD game. You view the playing field from the top and maneuver your players to kick the ball into the other player's goal. That's about all the archive had to say about it, actually. The video game critic writing about Pele's soccer gave the game a D, actually. I love sports video games, they wrote, but this one is hard to stomach. Each team is composed of three blobs that move in triangular formation over a vertically scrolling field. Reading Pele Soccer's 17-page instruction book might lead you to believe the gameplay is pretty sophisticated, but in reality it's pure tedium as you slowly bring the ball up the field using a series of short kicks. None of the 54 variations offers a way to shorten the game, which tends to run so long that your hands will cramp up, bleed, and eventually just fall off. (coughs) (laughs) Rarely fun and usually agonizing, this marginal soccer game was originally named Championship Soccer before given being given the celebrity treatment. And as I said, they gave it a D. Ouch. Take that, Pele Soccer. Alright, well, after the break, soccer it to me. Most people aren't going to get that. It's an old laugh-in reference. Those of you of a certain age will understand that. Henry, not so much. Alright, time for the field report. I beat Henry so soundly in the two-player game that for the field report we're just playing a one-player game. That's a lie, Ashley. He beat me. But we are playing a one-player game. Henry has just started. It's faster. What's well, a high... Give me the ball. No, give me it. Give me it. Shh. No, no, you buttheads. No, no, no. It's a high number. Yeah, it's down. No. Give me it. So Henry's the blue team. No, wait. You're the orange. Which one are you? I'm the orange team. Henry's the orange team. You're distracting me. Um. I know the reviews aren't great for this. And I don't remember what. What? I don't remember what you said about it. Someone. A player on my team just dropped the ring and they dropped the ball. When your players dropped the ball, eh? I don't remember what we said about it when we talked about Pele soccer in episode 198, but. I don't actually think this is a horrible game. Yeah. Um, it clearly is a soccer field. Uh, the ball is square. I, mean, I understand. I understand why, but that always kind of weirds me out a little bit when you have a ball on screen and it's square. Um, the problem is that all at once. Yeah. So if what? So if one player hits the edge, you can't. You the rest of your players can't move. It's kind of like kind of like foosball, where you move like all the players at once. Um, it'd be nice if you could somehow switch between players. The fireworks when you get a goal are kind of neat. I like that. Kind of 
Henry thinks it's kind of annoying. It's just rubbing it in your face that you <laughs> Um, But I think the movement's pretty good. You can't kick the ball very far, and that's kind of frustrating. Um, it's a little weird that your player, and you're, that your goalie's inside the goal. And if you're, if, if you're, if the, if you're a top player, if you're at the goal, you can't move your top player, you can't move any of your players up. Yeah. If you're right there, I try to do it. I'm trying to move it up, but it won't let you go up because it, because it's like the three players are connected. Yeah. It seems like the, my, seems like the other team is way faster than my team. It has that sort of, as your players are running, sort of that hopping sound that a lot of games have to signify it's that your person is moving, and I, yeah, I find that kind of annoying. I don't know that that's necessary. My player just dropped, my player keeps dropping the ball. You're kind of getting beat, Henry. Yeah, because this other team is way faster than me. Yeah, this is a high number. It's like number 53 or something. And, so. and it won't let me move to the side. And it won't let me move to the side if my player, if my, one of my players. Uh, I suppose that has to do with the boundary lines. Well, these you can, these are, these are should let you move your other player to the side. Because it's just it's just easier for you to get the ball stolen. Yeah. And we're gonna kick and we're gonna kick the ball either. The score is four to one. It wouldn't let me kick the ball. It would just it would five to one. certainly got some limitations, uh, no doubt, but I don't, I don't mind it. I think it's pleasant enough. A minute 43 left in the game. Score is 6-2. It doesn't make sense that the ball is faster than the goalie, and the goalie is the slowest thing on the yeah. Well, let me go up either. Seven to two. Minute twenty-five to go. I need. I need the game. I need them to make an update of the game where you can move your players separately. Seven seconds to go. 
It won't let me. It won't even let me touch the. It won't let me touch the ball. And you, you also can't. You also can't choose how far you want the ball to go. Yeah, well, not, I didn't like that either. The ball, there's no way to kick it downfield or anything. Um, and then add to that the fact that you can't control just one player. They all move as a group. It's a little frustrating. And if you play in one player, if you play in one player, the uh, you, the computer that you're facing, the computer that you're facing, never has any, never has any trouble or flaws. I just went into another round. While Henry's enjoying his second round for fun. If it if it the if it the team's upside down. So now the top is at the bottom. Yeah, you you switch sides of the field. But it's not it doesn't help him. Wait, I'm just going I'm trying to go on my own goal. Alright, we'll wait and see if he does it. Whenever you touch, like immediately after you touch the ball, yeah, and that, and that sucks because it, because it's like it's, it makes it harder. It's already hard to have the ball go downfield, but it makes it harder. Yeah. And if it comes sideways, the ball won't. And I don't get why the goalie only moves side to side. It's like it's like a worse version of foosball. Yeah, a worse version of foosball. That's how they should advertise this game. suffers through his second round, the rest of us will head back to you in the studio. Hey everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games, which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that and for free just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast, but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks. So, here's the thing about Championship Soccer, a.k.a. Pele Soccer. Do we like Championship Soccer, Henry? Sure. Sure? Henry's a little more busy shooting his computer bow and arrow right now. 
What do we like no, about? No, there's a rock in front of that target. A rock? Yeah, when I broke the rock, it's okay. So you had to shoot an arrow, break a rock, and still and hit then, the bullseye. And then shoot an arrow again after I broke the rock with the arrow I just shot, and then like that. Well, that doesn't seem very nice to put a rock in front of the bullseye. It makes it harder. It, I'm sure it does make it harder. I'm at my, I'm at 44 streak. Guys, this is actually more interesting than talking about soccer. So, are there I, like I have a 40, I have a 47 um, hit streak. A 47 hit is, I, is that hit, is that just hitting the target or is that hitting no, the bullseye? No, I'm hitting the target and the bullseye combined. Wow. Are there like, you know, things like flaming arrows? No. Or monsters that I'm jump a, out or something? I need, I need to get the, I, there's a laser one. Ooh, but There's cool. a laser bow in there where the bow is the, where they're like lasers and the arrows lasers. But, it, but it's 350 coins and I only have like 168. Oh, uh, gotcha. But then I'm going to upgrade my bow. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm not going to... Okay, continue with the actual show. Uh, thank you, Henry. So, uh, like I said, I don't remember what I said about Pele soccer, but playing the soccer game today, I, I didn't mind it. It's got all those limitations we talked about, it, about, but I thought it was pleasant enough otherwise. Mostly I like playing it with Henry. Aww. Um, meaning, I think, the, I think the game is... I think the game is helped by playing it as a two-player game. If it's you versus the computer, I don't know that it's as fun. But if you have another player, like like a lot of the two-player games, like sports games, like hockey or boxing or football or whatever, I think it's more fun to play them with another human than to play against the computer. And it adds to the to the points that you would give the game for for being fun, and I think soccer's like that too. You can't play the natural game of soccer with one player. I meant computer, and you versus the computer instead of you versus another person. No, it is hard to go out in the yard and play soccer by yourself. Then you get lonely. <clears throat> and if in the backyard when you talk about yourself, it, it gets awkward. Because <laughs> then people stare at you like you're a weirdo. Speaking of weirdos. It's story time. Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. So I had kind of a crazy week for various reasons leading up to the production of this episode. So in, in lieu of a full, intricate, long, short story, you get this week from Bad Poetry Corner a smattering of champion-inspired kara- uh, karaoke. Champion-inspired haiku. Quick review for those of you who don't know. Haiku is a Japanese form of poetry. Oh, wait. Henry, do you know what a haiku is? No. Okay. So it's a Japanese form of poetry, usually characterized by being real short, just three lines. The first line has a total of five syllables. Second line, seven syllables. Third line, five syllables again. So this week, I wrote a few haiku-inspired by the idea of championships, or the word, or really whatever I happen to think of. And here they are. We are the champions. Yes, truly, Queen told us so. Freddy, see us now. Go from chump to champ. Not all souls can make the trip. 
Many act like it. How about champion? You got winning urine stream? No shake winner's hand. Champagne starts with champ, and pain can be part of both. Drink to the small wins. The championship. Medals, trophies, ribbons, sure. I just want fine cheese. Fruit, granola, kale. The breakfast of champions? Or lies by posers? And finally, you should be the best. Win, win, win. Or, hey, you know, just be a good soul. Hi, this is 8-Bit Rocket Jeff Fulton from the Into the Vertical Blank Growing Up Atari podcast. You're listening to the incomparable Bill and his wonderful stories, gameplay sessions, and just plain fun that he has with his Atari and sometimes in television systems here on the Atari Bytes podcast. We cover all things Atari from the 2600 through all the video game systems, computers, and more. Our first game system was the 2600, and we loved it. We still do. So when you want more Atari, come visit us in the vertical blank. And that's our show. Thanks always to Henry for showing up again today. Thanks, Henry. Yeah. Thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. Like Pele himself, kick that ball right down the Apple Podcast field and leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast goal of the show or something. I kind of lost the thread there, but oh well. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com, like the show on our Facebook page, follow the show on Twitter at ataribytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, look us up on Instagram, including various posts with Henry's art. Uh, Don't forget you can call and leave us a voicemail too, 563-265-1978. Both Henry and I are eager to hear from you, although we're never ever going to answer the phone. So when you call, just leave a message, and pretty good chance you'll hear yourself on uh, an episode sometime after that. Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com, for all information, uh, all sorts of information and links for this show, episode links, social media, info, all of that for Atari Bytes and for It's a Podcast, Charlie Brown a monthly devotion to all things related to the iconic Peanuts comic strip. The website also has stuff about books that I've written, including The Misery Banana, which you heard an ad for earlier in the episode. I idea. Yes, sir. What if you get sponsored by Libsyn? That would be nice. Libsyn, if you're listening, we can talk. Please consider supporting the show financially by becoming a subscriber on the Atari Bytes Patreon page over there at patreon.com. Just look for Atari Bytes. There are various tiers. You could get access to episodes early instead of having to wait until Sunday morning. You could get bonus content. Um, Every so often, uh, we don't really have a set schedule, but every so often we put up something extra that you're not going to hear about on the regular feed. Lately, we've been talking about Pac-Man the Ghostly Adventures. We'll probably put on another one of those soon. I'm not sure when. But uh, it's such a weird little cartoon show that I'm kind of eager to get back to it, both eager and scared to get back to it and see what's coming up next. And we do other stuff, too, that we don't uh, really spend much time with on the regular podcast. Becoming a Patreon subscriber can get you access to those things. 
There are still Go Play Small Games They've Missed You shirts and mugs over there at Zazzle.com slash AB underscore pod underscore store if you're so inclined. Someday, I say this every week, someday that store will be overhauled. Oh, what does that mean? Uh, there'll be new stuff. You should design your next shirt. You actually could. You could come up with uh, some uh, with that phrase, go play some old games they've missed you, some creative ways to do that. We'll talk later. Uh, we were talking about Patreon a moment ago. I, I have to remember to thank our patrons, Michael Tyler, Jose Caseda, Sean Courtney, and Aerospike. You guys have stuck with us. I appreciate that. If that little quartet over there uh, you know, could be up to who knows what. So all you folks out there should go join them to keep an eye on things see what's going on over there at the patreon all right all that's left is to tell you what's coming up next on the show in a couple weeks two three weeks we'll be starting in television month here on the podcast as we do every june but first uh next week we're gonna uh, stick with the flashback we're doing alphabetically mm. for should, reasons uh, yeah mm. and we should do a special on both of your podcasts for my birthday what kind of special i don't know you mean like part of the regular episodes, or are you talking about the bonus episodes? Like a bonus episode. Maybe. We'll see. That is a good thought, though, just in the sense of if you folks have ideas, if you're thinking about becoming Patreon subscribers, what sort of bonus content would, oh, would encourage you to do that, let us know. We're open to your ideas. And <coughs> if you, 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 you should do, you should do like... <coughs> You should do like shout outs to like people who who have like who like watch your or like listen to your podcast. <coughs> they like listen to your podcast and have and have like and have like their own podcast. So you should do a shout out to the to like people that like may want a shout out for their podcast that they- Well, Henry, you're not usually here for the editing part, but I actually do do that. Like, uh, Into the Vertical Blank um, gets an ad in the episode, uh, for example, and uh, the XEGS pro- uh, podcast, same thing. And then mm-hmm. I, they also run ads for me on their mm-hmm. podcast. So that's a good idea. It's such a good idea that I've actually already been doing it. So good thought, Henry. All right. Next time on Atari Bytes. Oh, I did that already, didn't I? I told him. I started to do that, and then I, I don't think I ever said the game. Uh, sticking with the flashback, I did say that because uh, we're continuing our quest to go alphabetically through the flashback. And that means next week we're playing Combat 2. Combat, of course, one of the original nine, I think, Atari games. Um, this is Combat 2. Never played it. I strongly suspect that it's really just Combat. Kind of like Asteroids Deluxe was really just Asteroids, more or less. I'm going to guess that Combat 2 is the same deal. But you know what? Combat's kind of fun. So why not play Combat 2 next week? And who knows? Maybe Henry will be here too to check that out. So, until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Oh, 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 oh,